Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> it's Friday, Mike. What do you want from us? I have no idea. It's what a holiday there? weekend. It's just we just we're in a, a bit of a giggly mood. You know, uh, <clears throat> we we both work on the show every morning. We're putting in ideas and we see what the other person. Sometimes you'll trickle something in the day before. This morning, as we both were working and looking, and see, it just felt like one of those days where. Hollywood sometimes gives, and Hollywood sometimes takes away. away. And it felt more like a taketh away, like they had already said, we're leaving, it's Memorial Day weekend, we're out of here. Nothing's happening here. And so um, the the, the lack of good, rich content, I think, has us (laughs) in a bit of a giggly mood. Uh, And it also has us reaching. Like the next segment, (laughs) what's your favorite household project? We will open the phone lines at 10.15 for that. But it's actually because Holly was just saying this, that she's got a lot of cleaning to do this weekend. Yep. Lou and I determined we're going to do a big project in the basement this weekend. I'm going to be projecting as well, cleaning up my yard. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But some of these, some household projects are actually very satisfying. satisfying at the end of the day. And it, what did I say to you the other day, Lou and I just did a bunch of work around the house, just had to declutter, organize, blah, blah, blah. I said to her at the end of the day as she just looked exhausted. And I said, it's a good day, isn't it? And she said, huh? And I said, no, no, no. I mean, it feels good. Not, not today was a pleasurable day, but today is a satisfying yes, day. Yes. You accomplish a lot. So what's your favorite household project that leaves you feeling satisfied? There you go. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Alrighty. Okay, here's the deal. We knew it was going to happen, and it did uh, Tina Turner's music got a massive boost on streaming platforms following her death on Amazon alone. The song What's Love Got to Do With It has seen an increase of 230,575%. Wow. Wow. Oh, so good, isn't it? Oh, what's that? This. What's that little instrument? I think it's a synthesizer. You think it's a synth? Tell you what, a lot of I the so. lot of the great sounds come from a synth. I felt like yesterday was an education for me during Throwback yeah. Thursday music trivia. We listened to a lot of Tina Turner covers, and meaning her covering other people. And I just don't think I realized how great a singer she is. Mm-hmm. And it's often when you mm-hmm. hear somebody on a different song, on somebody else's song, that you're like, oh. Wow, that's how you can sing that? That's really right. great. So good. Yeah, well, good for um, her, in uh, other her news, state, I suppose. Yeah, Private Dancer did even better with an increase of 280,327%. 
the private dancer album is up almost 274,000% in sales and listens. And Tina Live has seen an increase of 297,000%. We're not saying 297%. No, no, no. That would be very big. Yeah. Percent. Um, her numbers are also climbing on iTunes and Spotify. So I just wish we'd remember to enjoy music while the artists are still here. Well, but I think we do. But, you know. I think there's a peak interest. Too. Yes, of course. Yes. And you want to honor them and you want to, you know, celebrate them. I was saying this recently, somewhat unrelated, but how death in many ways simplifies things. This is kind of unrelated, but go with me. Okay. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll speak using my, my wife's situation. My wife lost her mother a couple of years ago yeah. and she and her, her mom had a really difficult relationship sure. and it was, it was strained over the years and it was, there were some challenges there when, and I bet, Many of you can relate to this with someone in your life who has passed. When that person passes away, you then obviously you you grieve and you miss them and you think, oh, but if they were alive again, then I now I know like, oh, I miss this and this was actually great about them and all of that. And I think there's truth to that. But I also think that death simplifies our version of that relationship. So it can seem very profound, like, hey, you never know when someone's going to die. Just wring all you can out of the relationship. But it's when they pass away that there is no more difficulty in the relationship because they're, they're gone. Yeah. For instance, I, maybe this is a better way of me explaining because that wasn't so great. I While we were talking about this, we just had the two-year anniversary of our mother's passing. And I said, you know, it's kind of like, Lou, if, if I died you would miss me and it would be all of these feelings. But then if I like sprung back to life in the coffin and popped up, guess what? Socks are getting left out the next day. I'm not communicating well uh, with you all over again. What you're saying is we um, romanticize yes. the relationship. And I think we sometimes romanticize. And though I think the heart is in the right place of do your best with the relationships that you have and savor them while you can and make right. the most of them. But if whoever sits up suddenly in the coffin and says, all right, I'm back. We got a few more years. That was a joke. Now it's not this romantic version anymore. It is the toothbrushes out. We're arguing about this and all that. And I think that sometimes we can put a little extra guilt on ourselves after somebody passes. And we think, did I treat that relationship the way that I wanted to? And some of that can be definitely justified. And there's worthy introspection and grading and analysis that can help you to be better in other relationships. But some of it, because we romanticize the relationship suddenly once someone is passed, we yes, we then are There's a little, a little hard rewriting on of the history. For too. sure, yeah. yeah, it's it's difficult. Grief is tough. It's it's so different. No matter who you lose, and and if the relationship is good, grief hits in one way. If the relationship had trouble and there was strife there, it doesn't erase the grief. Now it's just different kind of grief, you yeah. know, where you're working through some of these unresolved things. Totally get what you're saying, Steve. But that was me going back to you saying, I wish we would appreciate people's music while they're still alive. I think there's some of that that happens. Once they pass, it's like, oh, well, now tunnel vision, Tina Turner music today. Yes, right. Whereas if, right. She, if we found out she was alive today, sorry, that was a hoax, then we go back and we listen to whatever. Right. 
I don't know. I'm just know. trying to fill the show. <laughs> well, you did. All right. Uh, I had another story that has to do with... Um, you had mentioned Jelly Roll to me recently. Yeah. Well, a st- he who is a country artist, uh, kind of a kind of a rap guy, right? He kind of raps a little bit. Or is, no, is he's he like not a, a rapper. Is he's, he like Post Malone country, or is he? No, he's no, not he's actually, country. He's yeah. country. I can okay. give you a little sample. I say it because of the face tattoos. Yeah, but he's really good. Okay. Yeah. Really, really good. Anyway, I have a story regarding him. Um, he is a. Uh, convicted felon mm-hmm. and he talks about some of the well we'll we'll save it we'll do it after the college of uh, pop culture knowledge but um something he, got in the way of him making a big purchase yeah big time jeez and louise that's only one of the obstacles so uh we'll get to that coming up around i don't know 10 10 38 but when we come back we open the phone line 651-641-1071 what's your favorite household project that just leaves you feeling satisfied once you do it we'll get into that when we come back it's Donna and Steve on my talk all right you sexy babies welcome back to the show Donna and Steve on my talk what Steve pull yourself together man this is a professional gig and this is the segment that I've really been teasing throughout the show today and we've got callers standing by yes at least one and yes we have two uh yeah and i think i think we might have a couple emails too so let's get started shall we all right so the question is what's your favorite household project i ask this because this weekend on a beautiful 80 degree weekend lou and i are going to paint our basement hmm but I actually have always found that painting is one of the more satisfying house projects you can do. I'm not great at it. Same. But I think I'm, I've gotten better throughout the years. And let me tell you that when you are painting your walls white, which is what we're doing, we're going from a gray to a white. We didn't have a white option when we moved in. We moved in. We, the new build home. And we said, what about white walls? And they said, we don't offer that. That is so weird. No kidding. We're like, what's the lightest that you offer? It was this grayish that everybody has. So we take the grayish. Now we're going white. So Lou's going to spackle, fill some holes today. Nice. And then we'll sand them down. But we think it's going to be pretty doable because the basement is an eight-foot ceiling, not a nine-foot ceiling. So only all you need is a step stool to cut in the oh, paint nice. at the top. Okay. And when it's white paint that you're using on the wall and you have a white ceiling... Your errors are not as noticeable as if you were doing, we've done a turquoise wall before. We've done a purple wall before. We've done gray. We've done all sorts of different colors. Uh, But we think we're going to be able to get through it, and we'll move all the toys into the middle. And then just, boom, the weekend is like, do a a few several-hour spurts, and we'll be feeling great. That's fun. That's fun. I did that one um, Thanksgiving weekend at my cabin. I just painted as much as I could. And isn't it great when you sit back at the end of the day and you look and you're like, look, Uh, that room looks totally different now. Very satisfying. So we're painting and that's what got me wondering. You know what I really like to do? I like to to use the blower. That's very satisfying. Yeah. For only in the fall or like after you mow, just blowing the grass around? Stuff. Yeah. All of it. I've used it several times already this, this year, this season. It's just nice to get all the crap off the patio you know there's things flying off of trees let's go to the phones absolutely who do we have 
We've got Liz. Hey, Liz, Hi, Liz. you're on the Donna and Steve experience. Hi. How are you? Yeah, so I um, I would say satisfaction-wise, like, if I actually get the laundry folded oh, yeah. and put away after washed and dried, that is pretty satisfying. Liz. It rarely ever happens yes. just in one sitting. But um, today, my husband and I are leveling our backyard with dirt, and then we're going to be seeding it, and it is a big project. Oh, that is. So I'm big... like pulling weeds out right now of kind of the edging so that we can make that look nice. But I, yeah. How did you guys learn how to level your lawn? This just came up in a conversation the other day in our kitchen. Someone um, else was I asking. My husband just kind of researched online what to do. There are a yeah, surprising. So I'm just trusting him. <laughs> uh, that's a nice way to go. You got to have a project manager. Yep. Um, Liz, yep. thank you for the call. We appreciate it. There's a there's a surprising amount of TikTok videos about how to level your lawn. So you're talking about like if your lawn goes down, like... Not if it's intentionally graded down, but oh. if you ever walk through your grass and you feel like, wait, this is sort Uneven. of bumpy over here and this oh, feels yeah, it's goes my whole down, yard. there's a way that you can you can get dirt there and then you pull this level like over it oh. and then it flattens everything out and then you seed it and then it naturally resets the level of Okay, your, so your if you yard. have lawn, you've got to be ripping up your lawn to no. get this done. No, no, actually it, it, the reverse. You would, uh, you. my understanding is you can go through and lay a lot of soil down in these uneven places and then you drag this leveler across it okay and then making sure that you're and then you can easily tell wait we need a little more dirt over here add some more dirt wow you keep that leveling, sounds like a lot of work but that sounds then, like farming farm talk and then you put grass seed on top of it so you don't have to dig up any grass okay. it's just planting more grass got it okay uh let's go to tina hey tina how are you hi hey. tina hello hello hey. all right well let's we're talking about your most satisfying household project to do is what i love to cut the grass i have like three to four acres that we cut for our yard and it is the most satisfying best job ever i would do it all the time if i could make a living at it wow <laughs> oh wow do you obviously if you have that big of a lawn i'm guessing you've got a nice riding mower yeah oh, oh. definitely yep do you, oh. you put airpods in do you listen headphones listen to some music yep. while you cut Listen to the Twins game. That's even the best. Oh, my gosh. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I can't, when my kids were young, they'd be running after the lawnmower trying to get me to stop. I'd wave and just keep cutting. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh my great. gosh, that's awesome. Tina, thank yep. you for the call. Yeah, thanks a lot. You guys make me laugh every day. Have a great day. Thanks, Thank you, Tina. Tina. That's sweetie. That's hey, cool. I, um, you know, it's not as satisfying as what Tina just described is when you're done cutting the lawn and you look at how crooked your lines were. Oh, no. It happens to me on the side of my house. I'm like, really? Did I do that? It looks like I was, you know, drunk mowing. I want you to get lawn service. I think that you're, I think you'd be well served by that because I hear you talk in the summer mm. a lot about grass things i have to mow the lawn every week and i think that you could you could outsource that and i bet you could probably get it outsourced for like i do it at the cabin i can't 
do both. Thank you. Oh, you get Mo service at the cabin. Yes. Oh, uh, do we have Gimpy on the line? We do. Hey, hey. hi, Gimpy. Uh, you're on My Talk 1071. It's Don and Steve. How are you, Gimpy? Hey, how are you guys? We're great. We're doing great. Let's talk about satisfying household projects. What comes to mind for you? I love gardening. Okay, oh, be more specific. Flower or vegetable? Uh, vegetable. I actually have a a renta garden in Prior Lake because I live in an apartment. Oh, yes. That's good. Donna's been encouraged to start vegetable gardening this year. Uh, maybe you could push her over the edge. Why do you find it so satisfying, Gimpy? It's just something I like to do. Do you guys? I sent you a text this morning saying my grandbabies call me Gimpy. Yeah, we. I know. And then I said they should be canceled. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the greatest thing until they yell out in the middle of a restaurant, "Hey, Gimpy!" That's yeah, right. Kind of embarrassing. Right. <laughs> Why do they call you Gimpy? So when they were little and first learning how to talk, I fractured my tailbone. So I was kind of gimping around. Okay. <laughs> so it is. Okay, they are canceled. All right, Gimpy, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 651-641-1071 if you'd like to play that game. It's 90s country. And we'll take a caller. That game is next. Taking my time. All right, we're Never back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Woo! Ready for a little country trivia? Yeah. Let's do it. Time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, well, we know the decade that is left. It is the 90s as we finish up country week here. Rolling through musical mayhem. We've got hip-hop and R&B on the way. But, Steve, you got one more day of country music to endure. One last day, and then next week, it is hip-hop. Don't stop. 4-0 is what I'm going to do next week. That's my hope. 4-0. We've already had a few listeners uh, send some messages saying they're specifically going to help out Donna next week. for. <laughs> the- <sighs> We've got Angela on right now. We'll see who she decides to help. Donna, by the way, you have a 57-56 lead. Yeah! Woo! Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you guys? Okay, we're uh, we're not too good. Um, What's coming up next in your day after you play this game with us? What's your Friday looking like? I have to work. Oh, just decided to take my little break and try and call on you guys. Oh, so. well, thank you. We appreciate mm. you doing that. Now, uh, Angela, you sound like the kind of person who really gets behind an underdog. And I am losing in the game 57 to 56, and I need help and assistance in the world of country music, which is today's topic, 90s specifically. Would you like to team up with Donna or the underdog, Steve? Oh, God, that's such a tough question. I really do appreciate the underdog story, but I also kind of want to win, so I'm going to go with Donna. You know what? These people. I'm out of here. Bye, Steve. I'll come get you. Don't go too far, though. I won't. He's so bitter. All right, right, Angela. You're going on hold. We are going to run through these questions again. It is country music. You said you felt like 90s was going to be uh, your best opportunity. I'm hoping. All right. I'm hoping I remember. Okay. We'll see how things go. We'll start it off. With this one again, 90s country to finish up country week. 
This guy was far from just another average singer. His great voice and humorous storytelling led to 35 charted songs, including John Deere Green, Pickup Man, and Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox When I Die. Joe Diffie. Written by Diane Warren for the summer blockbuster Con Air, this song was first recorded by 14-year-old Leanne Rimes. Trisha Yearwood recorded the one used in the film. How Do I Live? Before choosing this much better name, this amazed group was called Texas Sea, a nod to the native state of all five members. That is Lone Star. And again, we've got about 13 seconds. Uh, to... Joe Diffie was number one. Something I love about a pickup mom. Uh, how do I live in Lone Star? I feel pretty confident about those answers. All right. Let's see how Angela feels about them. Angela? I am 100% confident with her answers as well. Yay! All right, we'll get Steve back. Steve! Grab Steve here. That's so unprofessional. Just (laughs) sitting in place, just going, Steve! (laughs) Hey, Steve. How are you doing, Mopey? Let's just play this uh, stupid game. We'll get this stupid game over with and this stupid week over with. (laughs) How'd you do? I want to say this because okay. listeners have let me have it. I love our listeners. They're so loyal. They listen. They they are connected. But in the same way that they turn their backs on me, I don't like our listeners for <laughs> eight minutes every show. <laughs> and it's these eight minutes. I just feel like it's me against all of them. Where are my dogs at? Remember all the emails we got? from people saying they get so mad when people pick Steve. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Even when it's country. I mean, what? I could not be more of an underdog than I am today. You're quicker. You're you're way quicker in the thinking than I am. Angela would turn on someone in real life. I can sense that. She's only doing it to win. That's it. Golly. All right, let's go. All right, 90s country, our theme today. Steve, here we go. We're going to start with this one. This guy was far from just another average singer. His great voice and humorous storytelling led to 35 charted songs, including John Deere Green, Pickup Man, and Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox When I Die. Oh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Written by Diane Warren for the summer blockbuster Con Air, this song was first recorded by a 14-year-old Leanne Rimes. Trisha Yearwood recorded the song that was used in the film. Breathe by Faith Hill. Before choosing this much better name, this amazed group was called Texas Sea, a nod to the native state of all five members. You got this one. Texas Sea. Amazed group. Uh, yeah, baby, I'm amazed by here. Yeah, That's yeah, the song. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. The group. It's a city. Texas Sea is their old name. You can do this. Gulf of Mexico. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My favorite was Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) Is that funny? Uh, Let's run through these. All right, I'm on the edge of my seat. This guy was far from just another average singer. Uh, I know that hint. First name is Joe. Just far. Average. Yeah, an average Joe. Uh, Joe Diffie, by the way. Joe Diffie sang that song. That sounds like the kind of name you'd get out of a country name generator. Mm -hmm. Oh, mine came out Joe Diffie. (laughs) <laughs> what are we doing here? Sing right. a song, John Deere Green. That's just yeah. I was thinking that John, John, 
Green, John Deere, John 316. What's that song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Urban. John, yep, that's Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Uh, written by Diane Warren for the summer blockbuster Con Air. This is an interesting story. She actually wrote the song, found uh, Leanne Rimes, and said, hey, you just won the uh, newcomer of the year. Why don't you record this? She recorded it and then was like, no, no, that's way too poppy. Let's have Trisha do it instead. And then Trisha Yearwood did the version that ended up in the movie Con Air starring Nicolas Cage. That is How Do I Live? Mm. I do know that song. How do I? Yes. Yeah. How do I live? There you go. And before choosing this much better name, this Amaze group, you know the song, Steve, the the group that sang it? Let's try let's try to help them. Yeah. yeah. So Texas C was a nod to the native state of all the members. So what's another nickname so, for the state of Texas? There you Lone go. Star. Lone yes, Star. Quinn. That was it. Come on. Come on, man. Who won? Oh, uh, I got them all. She got them all with 14 oh. seconds to spare. Sorry. What did you guys talk about the rest of the time? Um, Makeup? Just, lawn care? Yeah. <laughs> trees. We had really great tree talk. Don't. Why would you do that? That's mean-spirited. <laughs> tiebreaker for fun. The all tiebreaker right. for fun. And this actually includes a hip-hop and R&B group. Oh, so, look at that. Ooh, oh, see how this, this goes. Is, this is the on-ramp to next week. Before becoming a hot 100 number one in 1994 for the group All for One... Hmm. The song, I Swear, Mm -hmm. was a top 50 hit the year before for this three-named sold singer. John Michael Montgomery. My first ever concert. Yes, John Michael Montgomery. All for one really amplified that song. That was a good one. They were both great. Well, congratulations. Hey, Angela, congratulations. You just sold your soul to the devil for a (laughs) t-shirt. I'm sorry you feel that way, Steve. Whatever, just ignore him. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, Angela, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Hang on the line. Steve, I'm going to do really bad next week. I'm going to be in your shoes. It's going to be awesome. No, you're not. Because people are going to come. Watch. Watch what happens next week. (laughs) They are going to come to the aid. There's going to be a GoFundMe that started for Donna. They'll be doing some fluffy piece about it at the end of one of the newscasts that'll be like and local radio legend donna valentine experiencing a swell of support and they're like amit what's amidst what is she having a battle no she's she's doing hip-hop this week on a trivia segment on her show (laughs) 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 oh look 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 alan sent you a very sweet email hashtag stand with steve Hashtag my dog. Oh my. Hashtag Donna can suck it. Whoa, hey, 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 Alan. Hey, Alan. It's a little more Chill aggressive when you write it like that. Yeah, Jeez. Alan. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What did I ever do to you, Alan? Alan was here. He was in the building the other day. For what? He, I maybe he was doing the guest announcing for somebody. I saw him like in a studio. Oh, I think maybe sure. He was doing that. Sure. So that's fun. That makes sense. That makes sense because all these things are coming up now. The payoff to all the wonderful donations we got. Mickey sends in an email, not against Donna. Steve, we aren't against you in the games. We just all enjoy a closer game. So we like to team with Donna because you are much faster. Also, when you try to get the caller to go with you every day, hmm. It feels a little thirsty. Donna never does that. Love you guys. Thank you. It's okay. It's okay. I'm afraid to cold read an email from Stillwater Steve because usually it gets frisky at some point. What do you mean frisky? You know, just uh, you you never know what direction he's going necessarily. He's just saying he wants to wish us all a happy Memorial Day weekend. Well, I read that line, but then I was like, this feels like a trap. No, it's very nice. 
It's very nice. Excuse us, guys, while we read it quietly to ourselves. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't. Uh, it's fine. It's very nice. Here's what he says. Uh, we will. Steve says, hey, just wanted to wish you all a very happy Memorial Day weekend. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for a wonderful three hours each day. And I completely mean that. Aw. Oh, that's really nice. See? Now, don't you feel bad for sus- being suspicious? You're oh, well, wait a second. Hang oh, no, on. We're... And I completely mean that. You two work off each other amazingly. And um, Brian and Rocco, I think he means Mike and Rocco. Unless he's refer- referencing just Brian at the end of the show. Oh. <laughs> just for, for the soup segment. Um, you help everybody else fit right in. So keep it up. I know Steve is trying to get a TV gig, but I don't think they're going to bring back the swan. What's that, Donna? I don't know. Also, once Lyle Lovett finds out Steve stole his haircut, he won't be going anywhere. Well, okay, there he is. Thank God, because I would really miss this show. Have a great weekend. Love you, Stillwater Steve. See, that's why. That's why you you can't cold call. I mean, cold read. Bah. We now will continue our show, and we'll do it after (laughs) this break. As poorly Um, as we are. Right now, you know what? Uh, oh no, we've got a we've got a little uh, uh, a little dispute going on. We have a dispute over a celebrity, a celeb, a celebrity who was on a show yesterday, uh, th- this week, talking about her thirty plus pound weight gain and explaining it and and all that. So that's sort of the that's the headline. But Donna and I often get distracted. We have a dispute about how to say the celebrity's name. We won't say it just yet. We'll find out who's right when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you? Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Next on the microphone, ladies and gentlemen, a warm round of applause for the living legend of Minneapolis-St. Paul Radio, Donna Valentine. Thank you, Minneapolis. I think you may have Why don't we get the, uh, the grant, the, uh, the, the LoJ treatment? Were they, at the beginning of each hour, don't they get introduced? They do. By Grant, the song starts, and then, hey, what's happening, my talkers? There's an old introduction and everything. So, How come they're the can... only show that does that? Because they're divas. <laughs> Respectfully. I mean, they claim that, right? Hmm. I mean, they're first on the block. They were the first ones to do it. And they say, well, guess what? Introduce us. Used to be Donnie Love. That's right. Now the new Donnie Love is Bradley and Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Love used to get here so early. Like, like 8 o'clock in the morning for their 3 p.m. show. For their 3 p.m. show. show. No oh. lie. Yeah. And they, we weren't Maybe like sooner. putting a White House press briefing together. It was, you know. Sex Monday, but, <laughs> and then but wasn't and I never saw this. But my favorite Donnie Love story uh, was that he would sit in a lawn. He had a lawn chair, and because he was here, 
so early. I think he would come in and wanted to get prep done. And then when the, uh, I believe he called them the twin tornadoes, when they would come in, he then thought, okay, now I can go step outside. They've been given a lot of papers to look through and things and all that. And I'll just go sit outside in the parking lot yeah. in a lawn chair. Very, very uh, interesting. We stand with everyone. And now Brad and Dawn get here pretty early. Yeah. They, you know, every show has their own their own rhythm yes. and uh, process. What do they say? Trust the process, you know? Right. Sure. Now I say this. Donna said, hey, see that story about BB Rexa? And I said, you mean Bebe Rexa? And she said, no. I think it's BB Rexa, and I said, I think it's Bebe Rexa. Hey, Bebe. Before we figure out who is correct in the name pronunciation, which, Zamboni, we we will trust that you have this for us. Um, the reason that she came up is because she was talking about uh, the fact that she gained 30 pounds, which already is an interesting headline, Donna, because many, many people would not want to go on television and talk about any kind of weight gain, they would just want to ignore it, right? Sure. And just sort of move on through right. everything is. But she was talking about it for a specific reason. Where did the weight gain come so from? So I, so she revealed that she was diagnosed with um, polycystic ovary syndrome, okay. and that is the reason for her weight gain. That is like a side effect um, or a symptom. Of this um, PCOS. Yeah. So she said she went to the doctor and a lot of women actually have this and they don't know about it, but they diagnosed her with it. And um, she said it's a hormonal disorder and one of the leading causes of why women gain weight and are obese. She jumped 30 or more pounds, but she said we got to just be positive and show people love. Because I guess people were commenting on her. You never know what somebody's struggle is, you know? For sure. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, her real name is Bleda or Bleda? Bleda. And actually, I have her explaining it right here if you want okay. to hear. Okay. I, now, great. again, Donna thinks that her, it's BB Rexa. And I went Bebe Rexa. I feel nervous. You should. My name is BB Rexa. Dang it! But I was born with the name Bleta Reja. Ooh, and that actually accent. means bumblebee in Albanian. My parents are Albanian. I thought she and was Albanian. People started calling me Bibi for short. I did too. She looks like she could be on Shaw. You know, um, Shaw's of Sunset. Is that? Have you ever seen that show? No. She looks like she could be related to somebody on that show. She's beautiful. Interesting. Man, I'm losing every game today. <laughs> it's okay, Steve. It's fine. You know what? I think she looks great. Yeah. And and what a you know like good on her for just talking about talking it. about it and not being so concerned with it where she because look you could you could think of celebrities especially maybe in prior times to where we are now as uh, body acceptance is changing but you could have seen people in the past just like all right ditch it I'm not I'm not going on national television not if I don't feel right. what I believe is my best version that I don't want to do. And she's like, look, life is life. Sometimes we go up, sometimes we go down. And then getting out there and talking about I wonder how many women watched that interview and thought, huh. 
That's inspiring. How she can talk to the doctor. Well, well inspiring right. and, also, and empowering and like, also why am I informative. All this weight? Yeah, yeah, because I think that there is a lot of that where you're thinking, what's going on here? Like, I'm not doing anything right. differently. Why am what's, I gaining? What's, what's happening? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, and also, people are mean on social media. I'm sorry. I don't. When people are hiding behind a keyboard and they think it's okay to say something, just remember there's a human being on the other side. You know, it's not just celebrities are human beings. I I was just reading something about um, Lizzo and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing to get all this like these mean comments from people. Like, I'm just trying to be a good person with a good heart. And people just say nasty things to her. It's like get it. It makes you wonder if it's saying more about the person. Sure. Yeah. You know how they feel about themselves than about the person they're attacking. But anyway, BB it is. You lose. Yay. All right, I want to tell you about this story. I found it interesting. So, Wayne's World. Did you see the original? Kind of. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, it was a classic, but it might have been a little less of a classic if Mike Myers had his way. There is... I think this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Um... So there was a Wayne's World 2 as well, but the director was not invited to direct the second one. Her name is Penelope uh, Spheris, and she said right around the time they were finishing putting the movie together, Mike's father passed away. So he had to go back to Canada for the funeral, and then he missed these early test screenings in front of audiences. Mm. Those screenings went really well, But Mike Myers didn't see that. Instead, he watched the movie by himself and he wrote 11 pages of notes. Uh, Many of the notes were suggestions for cuts. And Penelope, the director, says most of them sucked, like most of his notes. Mm. One of the scenes he wanted to cut is probably one of the best scenes in the movie. And that is when they are all in the car singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. He wanted that cut and Mm. she strongly opposed his ideas and she went to the producers. They said, listen, I don't we don't want to get involved. You have to tell him you don't agree with his cuts. And because of that, she was not invited to direct Wayne's World 2. She and Mike Myers never spoke again, even though they had known each other since 1976. And she did walk, walk away with bragging rights because Wayne's World was basically released the way she wanted it, and it made $183 million, which would be $400 million in today's wow. money. Wow. And then Wayne's World 2 only made $48 million, which would be $102 million today. So kind of interesting. It's a bummer that they haven't talked since then. I know. It's like people. Life is short. You know, uh, one of the cast members complained that the thing they hated about that scene was that it hurt because they were banging their heads so hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, I guess, a way to headbang in an experienced fashion that doesn't hurt your neck so hard? You know, I saw this footage from a concert the other day. Yeah. Some, like they had this this concert out in Vegas and it was like a, a heavy metal concert. Festival, okay? Okay. These people. <laughs> oh, my 
my gosh. Donna, they are banging their heads so hard. They are doing so much full body Wait, the people in the audience or the audience. people on stage? Audience. Oh, wow. And they're all around each other. And I wonder how many accidental headbutts there are, uh, how sore they must be. I mean, if you're a leave, I hope you have bought up tents all around that place because these people must be in such pain. And then, you know, and they dress in costume, right? I mean, they just... They're not wearing their their dog collars to work, but they wear them to these. I just found it so fascinating. The video that I saw was like 60 seconds, and I just thought, whoa, that's intense. That is intense. Crazy. People. Context is everything, right? Mosh pit people. I got questions about mosh pit people. Do you want to save? No. No. I I just, in general. What's up with that? What's up? What else? What's going on? Why? Why? Can you imagine if you were at a concert and someone just came over and was like, Isn't this awesome? Punch. <laughs> That's a mosh pit. Pappy no likey. All right. We'll take a break. And just when you thought we were running out of content, our <laughs> call-in segment after the break is, how many farmers are listening live? If you're a farmer,